Hello, and welcome to the Pathmic Psychiatry for Primary Care podcast. Hi, everyone. Today we have Erin Hohengarten, who's a licensed clinical social worker from our Santa Cruz division, here to teach us about acceptance and commitment therapy. Today, she's going to teach us three skills that you can do with your patients in less than five minutes. Welcome, Erin. Thank you, Whitney. It's good to be here. So tell us more about ACT and how it's different from CBT. Sure. So ACT, or Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, one of the core ideas is that we get stuck, we experience psychological suffering when um, we have negative thoughts and, and not just have or notice those negative thoughts, but we start to wrestle with them. We start to fight with them. We know we don't want them and we can cause ourselves suffering. There's this idea in ACT that pain in life is inevitable, but suffering comes from wrestling with that pain. And we all experience that when we have negative thoughts. CBT, a core belief of CBT is that we identify these cognitive distortions. We recognize that there is a connection between our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and that we see those cognitive distortions and we we basically weep them out. Um, and there's a lot of really beautiful techniques in CBT and mindfulness, and it's it's a wonderful intervention. But the distinction that I like with acceptance and commitment therapy is that first letter A, acceptance, that we um, can see these negative thoughts and we can still have a fulfilling life. We can still um, love and respect ourselves and have healthy relationships, even though we acknowledge that we're flawed or that we're noticing those cognitive distortions, like we call them in um, CBT, that acceptance commitment therapy is really about accepting where we are in the moment. How would you identify a patient that would be better for acceptance and commitment therapy? Mm, that's a good question. I I think CBT is a great way to get people's feet wet in therapy. A lot of times when I see folks who've, who've never um, had a therapist before, we talk about a lot of the core ideas around CBT, that our thoughts and feelings and behaviors are all connected. ACT, I think, is a really great way to introduce self-compassion, to introduce this idea of we don't need to get it all right in order to have a fulfilling life or start um, improving ourselves. I think that people who feel stuck, people who are really struggling with negative self-talk, people who feel like they're not where they thought they would be at this stage in life, people who really wrestle with themselves. I think that ACT can be a really great intervention for them. What's the first skill you'd like to teach us? There are a lot of really awesome metaphors in ACT. It's kind of um, funny to see all of the different ones that you can use, but I, I love them. And I think they go over really well with patients. And so one of the metaphors that I like in ACT that I think is really approachable and that we can use in a brief interaction with a patient is, um, you know, imagine that you are driving this bus towards your ideal self, the person that you want to be professionally, the person you want to be in your relationships, you're on your way. And all of these passengers in your bus are negative thinking, shame, guilt, the past trauma. It's all there with you. 
And you have this urge to pull the bus over and talk to each one of them and tell them to be quiet and tell trauma to get to the, you know, get back in their seat and tell shame to, you know, stop being so loud. And, and when we do that, when we pull over and kind of wrestle with these negative thoughts, we're not on our way to our ideal self anymore. We've stalled. Um, we're, we're feeling stuck. And so the idea is um, that we can have all of these things and keep driving the bus, that we can have our hands on the wheel, pointed in the direction that we, we want to go, notice that those voices are back there and stay in our seat and keep going. And I think that this is just one of the many metaphors and act that can be a nice brief intervention for patients to really get a sense of how this is possible. How can we be the person that we want to be when we have all this stuff coming with us? I agree. That's really approachable. I think we've all ridden a bus and we all know the sense of, of kind of that experience. Totally. Or many of us have um, driven a car with you know, children in the backseat yelling that they're thirsty and hungry, need to use the bathroom, and we have to get to where we're going. So yeah, I think it's an approachable metaphor. Yes, so true. <laughs> what is the second skill you'd like to teach us? Another thing that I love about ACT um, is that it really involves a lot of self-compassion. And while when ACT first came on the scene, um, self-compassion maybe wasn't um, an inherent part of it, it was more implicit, but now it's, it's really a part of the acceptance and commitment therapy work because what does accepting ourselves require? It, it requires self-compassion. And so, Seeing when people are struggling, um, seeing a patient who's having a hard time, maybe being really hard on themselves, and we can pick up as the clinician or the physician what, what's going on, that they're being really hard on themselves, inviting them into some self-compassion. It is very approachable, and there is so much amazing research out there that I won't get into. Kristen Neff is a wonderful resource around self-compassion, and she has all this great information if you'd like more. But a really accessible way for folks to get into self-compassion is a mantra. What can I say to myself in the morning, maybe when I'm on my way to work or in the shower or at night before bed, a mantra that I'm comfortable saying to myself? And maybe it's as simple as, I am inherently worthy of love. I, I am worthy of dignity. Um, maybe a mantra that's kind of inviting, right? Like I, I open myself up to love and compassion. The universe wants to give me love and compassion and I welcome that, right? This can be really powerful as a physician to model this for a patient, to really give them the words that I am worthy of love and compassion, I'm worthy of dignity and respect, that can be really powerful to a patient who maybe has never really said that to themselves before. So this is a really simple way that we can give a patient language that they could be using every day for themselves. I love that. And I love that the physician helps set the mantra and sets the tone. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the third skill. A huge part of acceptance and commitment therapy is values work. And this is what kind of sealed the deal for me, why I really love this work, is because I think values work can really free us from comparing ourselves to other people, from feeling like we are on a track that maybe society has set for us or our family of origin has set for us. There are so many great interventions with ACT around values. And really the work is identifying our values and living 
um, a life that is in line with those values. But something that we can do for our patients is really just asking the question, what are your values? You know, you, you see a patient who's frustrated um, that they're, you know, having health issues that they know they have the tools for and haven't implemented or a patient who's expressing, you know, uh, depression or anxiety related to work or relationships. It's a moment where we can just say, can I ask you about your values? What's important to you? Right. And I, I acknowledge that that can open up a can of worms, but just asking the question can give a patient an opportunity to think about something that they haven't thought about. I have seen so many patients who, you know, are on this life track that they really decided when they were a very young person or that their parents decided for them or that they, you know, felt this pressure from society or professionally and being able to make space for them to think about what their values are. And when I say values, I mean things like education, career, family, parenting, compassion, humor, um, they're numerous, right? But just even asking the question can be a really nice way for a patient to kind of come back to themselves, return to their kind of internal self-knowledge and reflect. I love that. Can we role play that a little bit so Mm -hmm. that the physicians listening to this can kind of hear how that might come out organically? Yes. I'll be the patient. Okay. Uh, Doctor, I'm just feeling tired all the time and I'm feeling so stuck. So hard to balance everything. Parenting work, not sleeping. I feel stressed all the time and I just feel like I'm not holding it together. And like all of my friends are doing better at work than I am. And why can't I do it? Feel for you. Great question. I hear you holding a lot of responsibility, right? Parenting, work, friends, everything that comes with that. And I hear the pressure that you feel to maybe have your life look like your friends, right? There's a lot of expectations on all of us. I'm wondering what's important to you. Like, what are your values? If we can kind of pull away from all this outside stuff, where do you want to be? What's important to you? Well, I obviously want to be a good parent, um, but I do feel embarrassed that my friends have gotten the promotions and I haven't. I just don't feel like I'm as good as them. Mm -hmm. I hear that. Those are really difficult thoughts. And I I want to hear a little bit more about your values because something that um, I can say is that comparison is the thief of joy. And that if we are holding ourselves to a metric that's outside of our values, we're really going to struggle to find satisfaction. So can you kind of turn back inward? I hear the frustration with your friends and it is really painful. I want to hear a little bit more about you and, and what's important to you. You said parenting. Are there other things that you really value? I love that. couple minutes kind of distilling it down. I think we all compare ourselves to others and that really focusing that back in on what I said was my value right from the get-go. Yes. And it will be hard for people. You know, I mean, I think that example that you played out for us is right on and it's, it's hard, right? I think so many of us live our lives with a metric that is not related to our values. So it is challenging for folks, but it can be so rewarding to look internally 
for the resources that we need. These techniques are very helpful and I'm so glad you came onto the podcast to teach everyone about them. I encourage everyone listening to use them in your appointments, but also think about them for yourselves. As Erin said, we all do this. This can be helpful for all of us across the board. Everyone, thank you for joining us today. And Erin, thank you for coming and teaching us these amazing skills. Thank you so much. If anyone is interested um, in ACT, there's a great book called The Happiness Trap that I highly recommend. And then uh, Kristen Neff is another person who has a ton of research on self-compassion. There is a wealth of knowledge out there and it's really fun to learn. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.